0: Greetings in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's a wonderful day that the Lord has given to us. It is always a pleasure to have you on the program where we read the Word of God. Even today, we're going to read the Word and hear what the Lord is saying to us and putting our faith in Him regardless of the situations that we face. It might be fear, it might be sickness, it might be anything. God is encouraging us today to hold on his name because he has been with us and fought battles for us. Be blessed in the sermon. Today's title is God's plan for you is bigger than your plans. 2 Chronicles chapter 16, I'll read from verse 1 and then we'll go up to verse 9 and then I'll just read verse 12 and 13. In the 36th year of Asa's reign, Basha king of Israel went up against Judah and fortified Ramah to prevent anyone from leaving or entering the territory of Asa king of Judah. Asa then took the silver and gold out of the treasuries of the Lord's house and of his own palace and set it to Ben-Hadad, king of Aram, who was ruling in Damascus. Let there be a treaty between me and you, he said, as there was between my father and your father. See, I am sending you silver and gold. Now break your treaty with Bashar, king of Israel, so he will withdraw from me. Ben-Hadad agreed with King Asa, and sent the commanders of his forces against the towns of Israel. They conquered Ajon, Den, Abel, Maim, and all the store cities of Naphtali. When Basha heard this, he stopped building Ramah and abandoned, and abandoned his work. The king Asa brought all the men of Judah, and they carried away from Ramah the stones and timber Bashar had been using. With them he built up Geba and Mizpah. At that time, Hanani the seer came to Asa, king of Judah, and said to him, Because you have relied on the king of Aram and not on the Lord your God, the army of the king of Aram has escaped from your hand. Were not the Kushite and Libyans a, great, a mighty army with great numbers of char- chariots and horsemen, Yet when you relied on the Lord, He delivered them into your hand. For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to Him. You have done a foolish thing, and from now on you will be at war. In the thirty-ninth year of his reign, that's verse twelve, Asa was afflicted with a disease in his feet, though his disease was severe. Even his illness, he di- in his illness, he did not seek help from the Lord, but only from the physicians. Then, in the fourth first year of his reign, Asa died and rested with his ancestors. I want to make an introduction on a simple story, where a young man had just graduated from university. This was not a well a child from a a good family in terms of wealth as in being a family that was rich. So he was a young man who had been from a poor family. Time and again, he will engage in small piece jobs to make sure that he gets some money to go to school, wise school and actually to even go to university and pay his fees or actually just make ends meet. But God had been faithful in his life such that he lived just like an ordinary child. Only a few people understood what he was going through in his life. On completion of university training, he still got those short jobs one day two days jobs but he didn't get a serious job that was going to pay him a substantial amount of money like a qualified graduate his peers and some of the students he was with in the university were able to get jobs and actually some were now starting to buy their first cars some were actually buying apartments some constructing some renting life seemed to be good for them but this young man was still in struggling not getting what he wished he also had a desire to own a, 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 to have a good job own a car have a good flat where he could stay and then somebody came to him and said what is your problem and he said you know i'm not getting a job and the advice was no not a problem just go to this guy, He will, there are always those people who assist when you want to get a job. Go to this guy, just give him a go, you'll get a job and work in that uh, company. Fortunately, he was able to collect some money, sell some of his things and went to the man, paid him the money and he got the job. While working in the job, there was a permanent job that was advertised where we qualified. But because he was still on probation, he could not join the permanent job. And that was his job he qualified for. He lost it because he had done something prematurely. What are we going or where are we going to today? In what we are just reading, we know that Israel time and again was attacked. There were these kingdoms, the northern and the southern kingdom, And then they were fighting time and again. If not fighting as Israelites, they would fight with outside nations. So fighting and war was always part of the life of the people of Israel. So in the story that we are reading, we are reading about the king Asa, we learn that this was a king who feared God. He feared God. He had been brought up from a family that feared God. If you read 2 Chronicles chapter 14, we read about Abijah who was king in Judah, reigning in Jerusalem. This man had an army of 400,000 able fighting men. He just had about about 400,000. The Bible says these were able fighting men. These were not soldiers. And there was Jeroboam also who had 800,000 troops. The Bible says able troops, that's the NIV. So in other words, these were soldiers that were trained. Now, the army of Jeroboam was fighting the army of Abijah. As they fought, Abijah put his trust in God. He was a man who feared God and he called on the name of the Lord. When he had prayed to God, God gave him victory over the the army of Jeroboam. We also read in Second Chronicles chapter 14 verse 11. Now we're reading of Asa, the one we are reading about. He's a son to Abijah, the one I've just given an illustration about. So Abijah was the man who feared was a king who feared God. Now Asa is born in a family that fears God, and he also fears God. Now we we read that at some point in time the Cushites attacked him. They wanted to fight him. He had only an army of about three hundred thousand men of Judah and two hundred and eighty thousand men from Benjamin. That total five hundred and eighty thousand. But the other king, the Cushite, he had a large. army. the Bible says he had army of thousands and thousands. They were attacking this Asa who actually feared God. Now, if you read Second Chronicles chapter 14, verse 11, it says, Then Asa called to the Lord his God and said, Lord, there is no one like you to help the powerless against the mighty. Help us, Lord, our God. We rely on you, and in your name we have come against this vast army. Lord, you are our God. Do not lest mere mortal prevail against you. What we learn is that God gave him the victory. He heard his cry, he heard his plea, and God gave him victory. So, God gave him his victory regardless of the fact that his army was not as large as the Kushite army. It was because he feared God. He feared God and God listened to his, pra- to his prayer. Taking it from his father, he had seen God fighting wars that were so I armies mean, that were so big, but because they had fear or they had fear in the Lord or trust in the Lord, He gave them victory. Now again, He's experiencing that in His life. You know what God did at some point in time in His life? If you read the Second Chronicles chapter fifteen, verse one to seventeen, God sent the man of God by the name of Azariah came to him to encourage uh, or, uh, the king Asa. He just encouraged him to continue to seek God and to continue to put his faith in the Lord. You know, after say, telling him all that, Asa got the courage and the strength to continue to fear the Lord. He feared the Lord. What he did was he was more committed to fear, to, to seek the Lord, and all heartedly, all the people of, of Judah they said, "We are going to fear the Lord and to serve Him." They started to seek Him actually even more. So I had so much faith in the Lord, he actually destroyed all the things the the, the false gods where they were that they were worshiping, and he also removed the high places. His grandmother who read of Makkah, who was a queen mother, he was actually worshipping one idol they refer to as Esherah. When his son, his grandson Asa now seeks the Lord, he destroyed all those things and he also removed the grandmother from being a queen because he was worshipping an idol, the goddess of fertility. Actually, they said this God, they believed that he was a, a wife to, to Yahweh or to God. So he removed her. Because it was so serious, the Bible says they were killing all those who did not worship Lord, the Lord God Almighty or worshipping other gods. They were removing them. So we understand, we can say that the grandmother actually saw the seriousness because I think verse 14 talks about women who were also killed. So she knew, knew that If she doesn't obey, she might lose her life. So she was removed as a queen, and then also the goddess was also removed. So this was a king who feared God, and God gave him victory. He had put all his trust in the Lord God Almighty. In our lives, we have to put our life or all our trust in the Lord. Regardless of how much or how big the other army is attacking us, how many people are attacking us, as long as we are on the Lord's side, we will get the victory. This was the condition that was actually we actually see from the king Asa and his father. Now, but there is a downfall in this man. Now, we learn that there was this war that was continuous, as I've actually said. Now, in, the, in chapter 16, reveals the fall of this man by the name of Asa. Fear is actually what brought him down. Now, besides or despite having seen the mighty acts that the Lord had done in his life, when he had, because there was this constant war now between him and Bashar, the king of israel so there was also always this war so when he understood that this king now had taken over we read in the book of first kings chapter 15 verse 25 to 34 that when we took over he killed nadab the king of israel and he also killed the whole family of jeroboam so he was more of a strong man he was fighting he was a fighting man and he was killing people but basha is now the king of israel Now. As Asa was the king of Judah, he heard about this man. He heard that no, this man is strong. And then he decided, no, let me make a, 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 an agreement with someone who will give me protection. Now he looked and said, there was Ben Haddad. He made an agreement with him because he thought he was a strong king he was a strong someone with a large army who could actually have they could ally and would be able to fight should the king of Israel attack them now in that agreement when the king of Israel heard that now Asa has made an agreement with Benhadad they were going to be defeated and then when he heard those news he stopped whatever he was doing and he left. We learned that Asa took the material that we were doing and he built whatever he wanted. Actually, it worked for him in the meantime. He was able to receive what he wanted to do. Let me just get deeper on that story. Now, we learned that Ben Haddad. There are quite a number of stories in the Bible that quote Ben Hadad. You might be confused which Ben Hadad it is. We can just say in the, in the, in the land of Assyria, there uh, the, uh, Ben Hadad was kind of like a name that was normally used to refer to the kings. Like we have a king in here in the, uh, the kingdom of Eswatini, we have King Mswati the third. It doesn't mean if you read history and the years they point to 18 something when King Mswati II was living, it doesn't mean you're talking of this. So the name Muswadi is used in the different kings just to refer to a king. It can be the first, the second, or the third. So it was the same issue for ben hadad There is Haddad the first, the second, and the third. That's why when you read the Bible, you might actually confuse the years because you cannot understand. So this one is referred to, I think it's ben Haddad the Third. Now he was a strong king with a large army. Now he was a good king that Asa I thought, if I can make an alliance with this man, I can fight and I can win the war. I can never be defeated by this king I've heard about. So he thought, no, it is time for me to make an alliance. And he made the alliance. Now, if you read 2 Kings chapter 16, verse 2, it states that he took treasuries. As I took his treasuries, his precious things, Not only his, but those that were found in the house of the Lord. He took the precious things and he took them to Ben-Hadad to make this alliance. He said, you know, I have these. Can we agree that you be on my side? You just leave the other king outside and be part of me. And he agreed because of whatever he had given him. Now, Asa made this mistake. He forgot that God had been with him. In the previous life or in the different wars that he had won not because he had a large army or a strong army but because it was the lord on his side he had forgot about that when fear came to him when he realized that he could be killed or his kingdom could be attacked any time fear came into his life actually when you read verse 1 you get to understand that the king had actually taken uh, ramah and now Whilst he was there, they could not go up to Jerusalem. So the people from Judah could not go up to Israel. They were kind of like, and close, they could not do as they pleased. So he wanted a way to break that. A way to break that was to get an alliance to fight the king so he can own the place. So Ben-Hadad agreed, and when they had agreed, they were able to conquer the different areas that we read about. It's Ijon, Dan, Abel, and and Mia. So in other words, it worked. His plan actually worked because even the king, Basar, actually stopped whatever he was doing. The fear made him to take his precious things to make an alliance with a mere human being such that he could fight a big army in the eyes of a man. So he did not now put his faith in the Lord. He forgot what God had done for him. It happens in our lives. When we now face difficult situations that really actually attack our faith, we seem to forget what the Lord has done for us. There are many things that the Lord has done in our lives. Actually, the fact that I'm at this age, God has fought for me many battles. Some of them I realized I was actually powerless, but God has given me power to get over them and to get through. There were times in our lives or in my life where I had no money and I called on the name of the Lord and he gave me money. There was time in my life where I had no, no, no job and I called on the name of the Lord and he opened the doors. There was a time in my life where I was sick and I called on the name of the Lord and he healed me. There you can you have your testimony of what the Lord has done for you and you have seen God doing things in your life. He has given you victory. He had given victory to Asa not because of the number of his army or the strength or the of his troops. The numbers talk. He was weaker and few in number but God gave him victory when he called his name but it is when fear comes in your life when you realize now that you can this what you are facing actually is actually when you bring it into your uh, understanding where you start to comprehend a situation with your mind where you realize that I need assistance remember the time when you prayed for that thing and you were praying in faith but the reality when you discuss with people you say no, you know, I have to think about this thing. And now when you think about it, you realize, no, I cannot do it. And you start to make those connections or you start to put your effort. That's what happened with Asa. He started to put his own effort to make things work. He used his own effort. And in the process, let's read what happened. When you read 2 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 7, maybe before we get there, get to understand that, in all that he did, after all his arrangement and his alliance with uh, ben Haddad, it worked for him. He was able to stop Bashar from what he was doing and he was able to get the material and do what he wanted. The timber he was able to collect. So whatever you decide to do in your own strength, regardless of uh, where you put the Lord outside of whatever you are doing, you are going to be successful. You will get maybe that job or you will get maybe that tender or you will be healed if you try to follow uh, people's advice that, that they say, no, you can see so whoever, so with those people who are uh, uh, those false prophets, whatever it is, and you decide to go there. It will actually seem like it worked, like it seemed to work for us. If you, if you read the Bible in 2 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 7 to 9, God sent a, a, a seer now by the name of Hanani. To talk to the king Asa and said to him, and told him actually that your reliance on the king of Aram is not a good thing that you have done because you know what God had done. God actually asked through the seer, "Is it not God who gave you victory over the other kings, although you were few in number and you were weak? Who has done that thing?" And now he also reminds him, "You have won all those wars with few armies because God was with you." 2 Chronicles 69 says, For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. You have done a foolish thing, and from now on you will be at war. The eyes of the Lord range throughout all the earth to see, listen, to see the hearts not to see the eggs or the just the heart, because God decodes what is in our hearts. So he sees what is in our hearts and those who are fully committed to him, he fights for them. He gives them strength to continue to do whatever they were doing. So it happens in our lives that when we see things and we feel like it's not happening maybe as fast as we are, as we want, we tend to tend. We seem to think God has forgotten about us and we look for other means to do things. Asa did not consider now God. He had his own ways of doing things. These are things that happen in our lives when you face challenges, when things now put your faith to to your, your, your faith to test, and you think God is not going to help you now, you try to make your own ends. When things take time, because it was not only an issue of, of that they were now defeating him, but it was just the fear that now I need something that would give me strength. It is not because maybe you are you don't have food on your table, but you just feel like eh, things are not as I wish they are, or they should. I should just get a way to make things work. In this war, he decided: let me do. This thing that will help me. You might be someone who's actually maybe looking for a job and you think I should go get assistance by paying a bribe. We've seen people do that. But he actually lost what you should have received. The Bible says God said to him, actually, the army that you have made an alliance with, you should have actually conquered it. God had more for him than what he actually was receiving. God has greater plans for us than what we have. His plan was that he just wanted to win the war against Bashar and be at peace. But God's plan was actually more than that. God's plan was that he would actually win against the king of Aram. And uh, King Ben-Hadad owned that army. And also for sure he was going to own, uh, to defeat the army of the king Bashar. He was again going to get victory over him so his shortcomings or his shortcut actually did not work for him so as human beings in our lives we tend to think our ways or our shortcuts or our connections can actually work much better for us than God we forget what God has done for us where God has been with us where he has given us victory on things that he has given us victory. The wars we have won in our life, the battles, and all the sicknesses, the, the needs, the hunger, whatever it, can, it can, you can, you can name it. Maybe you didn't have money for school, whatever. God has provided for you. And then you decide to make a link or to make a connection. So I'll give an illustration where you actually, in short of money, you need money. Schools are opening and you don't have the money. It's a very practical one. I know the solution is that you go and take a loan from a bank or from just borrow money from someone such that you make ends meet or pay for school fees. But if you put your faith in God, God can change the situation. I know many people will now say, now I'm not taking, to, taking about practical issues, but I'm talking about something that I know. If you have faith in God and you pray to God, God, I need money, God will provide. But what you normally do is think, will say, No, God is delaying the whole process. There should be a way I should do. I should go to a bank and get the money. And you get the money. But you find that after that, you have to pay the money maybe for the next six months or for the next eight months or the next year. You're paying back that money. But if you had prayed to God through faith, and God maybe say, gave me the money in a many ways, maybe as somebody who sells some things, God will give you a tender, whatever, God can make a way out of nowhere. That money that you needed would have paid whatever you were paying and there will not be any loan or uh, uh, installments to pay back the money. So let us keep our faith in God. God has some things that are bigger than what we think. Even if we think now nothing is going to happen, but if we call on the name of the Lord as He has done things for us before and we call on Him, He's going to do mighty things for our lives. You might be praying for that job and you're actually thinking it's not coming through, things are not taking shape. Call on the name of the Lord. Our sermon today is encouraging you to put your faith in God. Don't take other means or take other shortcuts that are actually going to make you think you are receiving something. You might be successful in the short time. Get the job that you actually uh, connected or whatever you did can me get this and people help you without God's approval, without the assistance of the Lord? You can be successful, just like what happened to Asa. He was like, I'm getting through, I'm getting the victory. But actually, that was not what God had for him. God has something more for you, big things for you, big victories for your life, big uh, success in whatever endeavor you want to get into. God has those plans for you. But what he is calling from you is the faith and to keep the faith in him. Because he has been with you through a lot of things, he's going to be with you even in what you face now. Don't give up. Don't doubt God. And don't think that God is not going to help you. You might think now what you are facing is a big issue, is a big war that cannot be fought with other, uh with what actually has worked before but as long as it was God who was with you before there is no war or no better that is true that is stronger than our God. Let us keep our faith in God regardless of the situations. Remember the verse Second Chronicles chapter six verse nine. For the Lord, for the eyes of the Lord ranges throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to Him, fully commit to God. He will strengthen you regardless of the situation that you face. God will strengthen you you have done the, the bible says in back in the in the verse you have done a foolish thing and from now you will be at war you will lose what you were supposed to receive just because you have removed your faith from the lord god cares about you and he is going to give you strength keep your faith in him his plans are big for you. He has that big job for you. He has that big business for you. He has that healthy lifestyle la- life for you. All those things like marriage for you, whatever you have been praying for, God is going to give you victory. He has been there before and he will be with you even in the future. May the Lord richly bless you. Well, that's all we had for you today. And I believe the Lord has spoken to your life Through his word today, your life has been changed. You were no longer like you were at the start of the service or the program. Keep your faith in God. God is always with you. He will give you victory in any situation that you face. Whatever you do outside faith may seem like it works, but it cannot work effectively as God has planned. Why not wait for It's always the best thing to wait on the Lord and wait for His act. May the Lord bless you. God willing, let's meet next time. And goodbye.